Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. It's Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker here with you on this Monday morning to give you another round of news. Chris, start us off, as we always do, in the good old normal fashion, and give us the weather. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy in 78. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy in 88. And in Chicago, Illinois, it is raining in 72. In New York City, it is also raining in 71. No. Happy Monday. No, not a happy Monday. Not a happy yes, Monday one bit. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That means one day closer to graduation, one day closer to me not having to be in school, one day closer to being in the free world. It is a great day in paradise, and you're going to accept it. Maybe it's great for you. But for me, as this episode is coming out, I'll probably be in the middle of hyperventilating, <laughs> getting ready for my AP uh, AP government test. Oh, such a drama queen. No, I, I don't get that bad when it comes to test anxiety, it's, but it's, it's not going to be a fun morning. That's all I can say. Fun fact, no. I never studied for any of my regents or AP tests or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I passed them all. So either I'm just big level genius here or that tells you something about these tests. I never studied for the regents exams. Um, and I did just fine on all those. As far as my AP exams go, I- I've studied a-, a tiny little amount just because, hey, it's college credit. So yeah, stop lying. You asked me to help you study for three hours today. And did I? Yes, because I'm a great person and I'm practically the teacher of government. So I taught you like 12 things. Look, anyone that knows me and that listens to this podcast, the the very thought of me studying for three hours in a day will probably make their brains explode. I don't think that's a comprehensible thought. Well, nevertheless, it's a great day Monday, whether you like it or not. It's Monday. It's a great day. Very happy it's Monday. One day closer to graduation. Nick is having a great day. Whether he likes it or not, he's going to have a great day. No, wait, wait, wait. I have to pause. Wait, I have to pause. I have to pause. I have to pause. I have to pause you there because you just said, you just said for the first time on this show that it's a great Monday. Yes. I, 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 we need like a plaque on the wall or something. I love Mondays, Nick. Yeah, okay. Mondays are great. You know why? Because it's one day closer to graduation. What part don't you understand with that sentence? Do I need to get a collage together of our different Monday intros? Yeah, I think you should. And okay. every last one of them, it will say Chris loves Mondays. Uh-huh. You know, we'll, we'll we'll just leave it to the fans of the show to decide this one. Well, like you're all happy and gloomy on a Monday. You know what? Once graduation comes, I'll be back to the same old fashioned Monday. <laughs> but until then, I'll be like, yes, Monday. I figured it out. I have 31 days until graduation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. It, it, that, yeah. I mean, in that respect. And yeah, so, I'm happy for any day. Leave me alone. Mm, that's less fun. Give us a COVID update next, please, while I stay in happiness. All right. I will do that. We'll argue about this more later. 
But yes, let's get to a COVID update. As of the time of recording, 225 million shots have been put into arms across the country approximately. About 55% of adults have at least one shot. At this point, about 100 million people have been vaccinated. We did cross that threshold officially. The seven-day average for daily shots is currently 2.6 million. The seven-day average for cases is 52,500 cases per day. But that's all we have as far as a COVID update is concerned. Chris, move us forward. Now, we do not have much of a traditional COVID update, but sticking with the COVID theme, it's official. If you are getting on a plane, bus, or train, you are going to be required to wear a mask until September 30th. The TSA has issued a new notice last week saying it's extending the face mask requirements for individuals across all transportation networks throughout the country, including airports, onboard commercial aircraft, buses, and rail systems. The mask requirement was supposed to expire on May 11th, but the TSA says it needs to extend it because of the new guidance by the CDC. The TSA also wants to make it clear that penalties are still in effect, and if you are unwilling to wear a mask at an airport, you will be asked to leave until you put one on, and you could be fined up to $1,500 for non-compliance. Beyond that, if you do not comply, you may be banned from that airline, bus, or train. Kids under the age of two and those with certain disabilities are exempt from the mask rules. And you can see the list of disabilities on the TSA website. Sticking with travel, you may be able to book that summer cruise within American waters as soon as mid-July. You probably know that the cruise line industry, in essence, has been shut down in the United States since the beginning of the pandemic. The CDC just issued a letter to the cruise industry saying as long as the cruise line comply with the CDC conditional sailing order, they will be good to go. So what are these requirements that are necessary? Well, cruises can resume through U.S. ports. Uh, possibly by about mid-July, if 95% of paying passengers and 98% of crew members are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, cruise ships will require a negative COVID-19 PCR lab test for all unvaccinated paying passengers prior to boarding. They will also require a negative rapid antigen test for all vaccinated paying passengers prior to boarding. Cruise ships must all submit a multi-port agreement signed off by all ports it will be traveling to and those local authorities. If a passenger is exposed to COVID-19 and they are local, he or she can leave the boat and will be able to drive home to quarantine. If the passengers are from out of town, they must quarantine in a hotel. In the October 2020 conditional sailing order, it required cruise ships to conduct, quote, test cruises 
to allow crew and port personnel to practice new COVID-19 testing and contact tracing procedures with volunteers before they were allowed to sail with paying passengers. But under the new guidance, those tests can be avoided if 95% of the passengers and 98% of the crew members are vaccinated. The CDC has taken a lot of heat over the cruise line restrictions over the past 14 months. However, industry leaders are saying that these new clarifications to the sailing orders are a step in the right direction. Friday, the White House shut down travel from the United States to India. The order does go into effect tomorrow, May 4th at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time. If you have been paying any attention attention to the news at all, you would know India is seeing a massive influx of COVID-19 cases and soaring deaths after the country prematurely claimed victory over COVID-19. This all happened while variants were still circling and before vaccines were widely available and supply was low. The travel ban does not apply to U.S. citizens coming back home to the United States, although Like any international travel, you will have to produce a negative COVID-19 test result before you are allowed back in the United States. This comes on the heels of other travel bans opposed by the White House on January 26th against non-U.S. travelers from Brazil, the United Kingdom, and Ireland, and along with 26 other European countries. Now, India is added to this list. That means if a non-United States citizen has been in any of these countries within the last 14 days, that traveler will not be eligible to enter the United States. Permanent United States residents or family members and some other types of non-citizens like aid workers will still be allowed to return to the United States, but must provide a negative COVID-19 test. Switching gears now and talking a bit about uh, the stimulus payments, The IRS released 2 million more of the stimulus payments on Thursday. Uh, This brings the total number of distributed payments to 163 million. Now, this was the seventh round of distribution to people that haven't received their third stimulus check. If you are still missing your EIP3 stimulus check or a portion of it, Do not panic. The IRS says they will be continuing to drop new batches of payments every single week. Now, this is not a new stimulus check. As we've said before, this is still the stimulus checks from the American Rescue Plan that was signed uh, earlier this year. So who was included in the seventh round? 1.2 million eligible taxpayers who qualified, but the IRS didn't have your information. That information was provided when your 2020 taxes were processed. Uh, The batch also included 730,000 plus payments. Those are given to Americans who were owed more stimulus money based off of their 2020 tax returns. These checks went out in direct deposits and paper checks. The IRS did say that you should allow three or four weeks to pass for paper check delivery. So many people have been receiving letters from the White House and many people are confused on what it is. 
First, to be clear, this is not another stimulus check. If you read it carefully, the IRS is required by law to send you a confirmation that you qualify for a EIP-3 stimulus payment. So what's in the letter, it tells you how much money you qualify for and how it was sent to you, either by direct deposit check or debit card. And down at the bottom, it is signed by the president. This letter is documentation that EIP-3 stimulus is for your records only. That's all it is for. The letter goes on to address some of the other benefits you may qualify for under the American Rescue Plan Act that was signed into law in March like the PPP loan for small businesses and the new child tax credit and all the new unemployment benefits. All right. Well, we switch gears again and we have some information about earmarks. Yes, earmarks are back. All of those congressional pet projects will be up for consideration again with some new boundaries. Wait, so what is an earmark? Well, an earmark is taxpayer money that is requested by a senator or a representative for a project that is important to that lawmaker. These projects are normally to benefit their specific district and can randomly be rolled into any kind of bill, even if that bill has nothing to do with the earmark. So what is the big deal? Well, back in 2010-2011, earmarks were formally banned by Congress. Uh, This is because the spending was as ridiculous as some of the projects themselves, and the federal deficit was a real concern, Uh, not to mention the corruption. When talking about this topic, many point to the very ridiculous bridge to nowhere in Alaska as a really good example of this. So what are the new rules for earmarks? Well, we had the rules for the Senate here. There is a cap on it, and this is uh, the earmarks are going to be limited to 1% of discretionary spending. Money will be split evenly between Democrats and Republicans, and all requests must be made public. Some approved earmarks will be audited by the Government Accountability Office, and the money cannot be directed at for-profit entities. And also, members cannot have a financial stake in the recipient. So why all of a sudden are earmarks back now? Many say these earmarks can be good leverage to get an otherwise reluctant lawmaker to vote for a specific bill. For example, we will approve your earmark if you vote for this bill. Both Democrats and Republicans in the House and Senate plan to submit requests for earmarks. In fact, billions of dollars in earmarks have already been submitted in the House to be attached to the American Jobs Stimulus Plan. So luckily, people, this is when you need to pay attention on what is going on on Capitol Hill. All right. So that is the end of the main news segment for today. Now we get into some rapid news. The U.S. is investigating a suspected energy attack near the White House. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says New York City should be fully open by July. And for more information, check out today's article on Medium, link in the show notes. Nick, what do you got for good news on this wonderful Monday morning? 
All right. So this morning, I kind of have a classic hero story for you. There was a 17-year-old surfer out in the ocean at, uh, at Santa Cruz Beach. And these waves were about six to eight feet tall. Well, he was coming back and he was finishing up. And as he was standing on the beach, he saw a man who was struggling to stay afloat. Well, he didn't hesitate for a moment. He jumped right into the water, went to try and save him. Uh, First, he tried getting the man onto the surfboard, but the waves were just too violent for it. It just wasn't working. And so um, this surfer, mind you, this kid's 17. I didn't mention that before, but 17 years old. And so abandoning the surfboard idea, he actually used his own body to help support uh, the man above water. And eventually a couple swimmers saw what was going on. Um, They were alerted to the situation and came out to save the both of them. And it turns out this is actually... uh, a pretty common situation uh, in that area. There are a lot of times when surfers are the first to respond to situations like this. So it's kind of insane, but this, this kid is being hailed as a hero in that area right now. I mean, as he should, I mean, he saved the life and that's kind of like at the, you know, the old saying the right place at the right time. I mean, he's a hero saved a life. And you know it's it's Just quick. A really good story. It, it's crazy because it's honestly quick thinking. It really is because you know first he automatically tries to use the surfboard, makes sense. And then when that doesn't work, he doesn't panic. He doesn't start to you know uh, lose his focus or anything. He uses his own body to help support the man above the waves. That's just incredible quick thinking. Really good story for this Monday morning. Nick, I like it. Good job, King of Good News. That is the end of this Monday morning episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter for the latest breaking news so you're always in the know. And follow us on our personal accounts. Links are in the show notes. And check out our other articles to see what we're writing about over there. Generally different topics than what's discussed on the podcast. But until Wednesday morning for Dumois, have a great start to your week. And see you later. See you soon.